Hi everyone, welcome to Type Talks. Today we have our two lovely guests, Spacey, who's an INTP, and Christian, who's an INFP. And today we'll be comparing and contrasting these two types. To start off, let's name off a few INTP philosophers and a few INFP philosophers. So Spacey and Christian, what are your thoughts on philosophers of these types? I guess to start, I, it, I, I looked over it again briefly and it, it seems like what you basically have is Parmenides, or, or however you say that. Parmenides. Uh, yeah. You know, the so-called father of metaphysics was probably an INTP. And then what you have is kind of a slew of Greek philosophers that followed, um, like Plato, um, who I guess is widely agreed to be an INFJ. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with that, but I yeah. you know. Uh, maybe I feel like he's he's an extrovert, like maybe an ENFJ or or an ENTP, but no, nah, I don't know. Um, then you have Aristotle, who people say is an ENTJ. Um, I thought all these guys were ENTPs, honestly. A lot of the early Greek philosophers, but that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case. Mm -hmm. um, then you have kind of fast forwarding to like you know, the, the, the 18th century, maybe, or the, the 17th century starting, maybe, the, the post-enlightenment thinkers who, who seem to, by and large, almost completely be INTPs, like John Locke and uh, Descartes and Spinoza and Kant and all those guys, probably INTPs, uh, Hegel, um, <laughs> you know. And then you have right after them you seem to have a, a, a quite a handful of infp philosophers like Kierkegaard and camus um you know uh what the hell was his name ralph waldo emerson who i'm a, i'm a fan of probably some others yeah um i do know or at least i've seen um saint augustine typed as an infp and so he's like a pre-enlightenment philosopher that I can think of that's an INFP, but uh, um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, and then, yeah, then, then you start getting to, once you start getting to like the 19th century and then onward, I think um, INFP philosophers start coming in. Um, I think the most famous being um, Kierkegaard. And I think it's probably just because there was a move away from like this abstract rationalism and then towards a more like subjective philosophy. Um, I mean, if you look at Kierkegaard, like his almost his entire philosophy is predicated on just like the subject and like truth and subjectivity. So um, yeah, so it becomes more about the individual than rather right. than some sort of abstract principle. I guess. I guess it, it seems like you see INTPs kind of laying the, the groundwork for how people think in modern mm -hmm. philosophy in general. Um, and the FI seems to really um, create, uh, you know, more of like an existentialist, postmodernist kind of philosophy. That right. Is, yeah, that you see now. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's because it, it's, I, I know you've mentioned this before, uh, Spacey, it's the the cross-contextual versus just like contextual. Right. Um, so like 
the existentialists and postmodernists don't like grand meta narratives, which is very like TI. Um, and I think there's a um, there's a concern that like it obscures like individual narratives, um, and then it kind of like subsumes like a larger story um, or smaller stories for a larger one, um, which is you know. I guess sort of erases the humanity of <laughs> of our existence. Um, I know that uh, um, Kierkegaard like fiercely disagreed with Hegel and his dialectic, which is like super TI um, for yeah. people who are not familiar it's with super TI. Yeah. yeah, for people who are not familiar with Hegel's dialectic, uh, he posited that like history like unfolds in some sort of like grand narrative and then we can kind of like come arrive at like a like a a, a final truth like a, a teleology and and this happens through this process where it's like you have a thesis and you have an antithesis and then those come together to become the synthesis and that becomes like the new theory and that's how history proceeds um and hegel was using that to kind of like explain it was like a theory of everything essentially before like Einstein's theory of relativity and Kierkegaard was like, no, <laughs> he's like, the, like the, the, you're missing like that in each era, like there's, there's a lot of differences. It's like context dependent. Um, and so he was like arguing against that. Okay. So there's like a universalist versus a subjectivist kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I guess it seems like sometimes people run the risk of like kind of losing sight of like one side of things and uh, they'll kind of say that like the the personal and the and the subjective and the and the context dependent is the only thing that matters right which which seems a little weird to me um, I feel like from the other perspective, it's hard to say that your perspective is the only perspective, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, because it, it, in its very essence, it kind of isn't individualistic, right? Um, right. I, I, I think that the postmodernists seem to be much more concerned about um, like phenomenology and subjectivity. Um, Kierkegaard like acknowledged objective truth and he thought that was important. I think he wanted, he what, like you made a good point, Spacey, like um, that INTP's kind of set the foundation for how philosophy is like the, like the framework in which people um, work within philosophy. And I think Kierkegaard took a lot of the frameworks from like, from his predecessors, from Kant and even Hegel, but, um, but he critiqued them while still using them. So he thought objective knowledge was important, but he didn't, he thought like what was important too was trying to find like your internal truth, like your subjective truth. Um, and uh, he, he basically, and, and that's why like he really enjoyed like the Socratic method. Um, and he was a big fan of Socrates because he thought that it was only by questioning yourself that you could get at like your, your, true self because he said that like humans are very prone to self-deception um and he was very concerned with like people following some sort of like massive social norm and like kind of not questioning things um so he was really like it was really critical to him that like 
you know, that people find their subjective truth because that's how it determines how you live your life. So very, very INFP. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think Kierkegaard was a was brilliant and, and a lot of similar um, early existentialist philosophers, as many of them were probably INFPs. Um, I, I think they, they, they acknowledged all of those things. Right. Um, but it, it, and it seems like, I guess, as time went on, as you kind of move into like the, the, the mid 20th century, you start to see that, that, that change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it shifted because like like Kierkegaard was like I felt he was in the middle. He he acknowledged objective truth, but was really trying to push subjective truth as well, like equal to objective truth and knowledge. But then yeah, there was this like in the nineteen sixties, there was this huge shift with with like postmodernism and then like critical theory, and then it was almost like there is no objective reality, <laughs> which I don't subscribe to at all. <laughs> it's like it's that's an odd thought to. Like, I don't know. I guess you could. It's. I, I mean, that. it's a shame because I even, I even consider myself to be an idealist, and and I definitely, I I wish I could figure out a way, to, to make things the way that I think that they should be. And, Agree. And some, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes people they just certain. I don't know if it's um, INFPs in particular who are susceptible to when they're unhealthy or something to be in this kind of a world where they won't, they can't allow themselves to let go of, of this ideal being a potential reality. Yeah. Um, so true. Um, and, I, and it turns I, into this warped schizophrenic world sometimes, I guess, but I've been in a world like that myself. Yeah. No, it's, you know? it's, it's hard. I've, I've kind of been in those situations. It's that, I think a lot of it is the FISI loop um, where, um, you know, that, that concretized, like perfect ideal feels real. Like, and so it's really, so then when you add the FI into that, where you have like this kind of like emotional or sen sentimental attachment to it, it's so hard to let go. Um, and especially like when there's the fear that like when that ideal is put out in the real world, that it'll, It'll right. crash, come crashing down. <laughs> There's something well, really you can't you can't risk it, which is right, part right. of why I think they love being academics because then they get <laughs> right. <laughs> so true. Yeah, then they get to sit there and postulate. This could totally work, right? If I was the kind of person who actually implemented things. I, I can't but, deny right, how true yeah. that is. Because <laughs> yeah. like I, sometimes my I, job is just to come up with the ideas, right? right. Yeah. I just think it's funny because like I follow a lot of academics on Twitter, and it's just like, man, you are so out of touch with reality. Like just the things that you say, and so I just, I just can't yeah. deny though that that feels welcoming to a lot of INFPs. Right. <laughs> you just live in theory land forever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I love, I love theory land, but I don't know what it is. About me, I don't know if it would be true of most INTPs. I don't feel like it would be, but I even I got a lot more satisfaction out of going to like vocational school and doing a shop class where I was actually learning how to wire stuff and like a skill that I could go use, right? Rather than waste a semester in this like Gen Ed course, learning yeah. learning nothing. It's true. Like you know. <laughs> it, I, I think I think it's the definitely the TI thing, like, you know, just thinking for yourself and not wanting other ideas or other like authority figures to impress their 
thinking or their way of doing things onto you. Whereas like, you know, as an INFP, I have inferior TE. So like, I'm more, um, I'm more amenable to like looking to an authority figure um, because I'm not confident in my own rational faculties and reasoning. So like, I'm more amenable to like looking to somebody who I think is smarter than me to teach me. Well, I guess what I mean to say is, um, is that it's not necessarily um, doing doing things the way that I'm supposed to do them. It's like I I feel like there has to be things things have to be ap- applicable. Like I can't allow myself to um, to ever ever pretend like like I like I know what I'm doing when I don't or like. Mm. I have to be able to like, like for example, people would tell me I was smart all the time growing up, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, if I'm so smart, you know, why don't I have anything to show for it? Mm. Okay. Right? Why, if I'm so smart, why aren't I rich? You know, it's mm. like <laughs> that's interesting. And so I feel like I have this inbuilt thing, like where it's like I feel like I need evidence for things, but I don't know if it's necessarily empirical uh, evidence, hard empirical evidence, but it right. I have to see some kind of progress or or some sign. Yeah, maybe I'm it's on the a, right track. Maybe it's like I don't know. I I, I see Ti, um, especially Ti Dom's like doubting a lot, like questioning things. So maybe that's part of it. Is like just not like that's why maybe there has to be something more tangible because like you have to. There's there's I guess some sort of doubt in just just the knowledge itself when it's not like when you don't see like the fruit of it i guess it's i'm wondering if it's because ti really is more objective by comparison but at the same time that clashes with the basic understanding that you know both ti and fi for example are are supposed to be introverted subjective functions right right Um, but I don't know. It, it seems like TI demands more kind of more of an objective thing. Yeah, I I, I would say like so. I I, I saw um, Michael Michael Pierce has a video, and I can't remember which one, but he has like a diagram showing like the different cognitive functions, and they're like on a like on a spectrum or continuum from like left to right, and like the the cognitive functions that are to the most left are closest to the subject and then the ones that like either to the right or outside of the little head diagram that he has are like most far away from the subject and i think ti even though it's introverted so he shows ti like inside the head diagram but it's kind of further to the right so it's still subjective but it's more a little bit more removed from from the subject okay i mean that makes sense yeah you could also think about it this way so I see both TE and TI because they're thinking functions. There's a there's a proclivity to want to system systematize some sort of logic, but TI is trying to systematize a universal piece of logic, whereas like TE is systematizing outer world objects for the most resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. So it's like because they have this ability to systematize or like understand things like a system doesn't just have to be a practical operational system like te uh, like a system can also be just a like a fundamental system of understanding and so i think like 
T.I. tries to get to that universal cloth. And so it's more objective in that sense, in, in the sense that it is logical and that it's impartial, but it's, it's subjective because the criteria is it's what passes through the self and mm -hmm. anything that is filtered through the self becomes subjective because you're using a self filter to get there. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Going back to what you said earlier, though, I, I would assume that FINE would, would create a similar uh, doubting complex that TINE would create. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it, it does. I, I think that's why, like, INFPs in particular spend most of their life trying to figure out who they are and what their values are, because as, as any gathers in more information, it starts putting it through the FI value system. And then there's this like comparison, like, does this fit me or does this not fit me? You know, and then if it does, you keep it. If it doesn't, then you update. So I think there's, yeah, there's this kind of like doubting, like because of the any really. Well, exactly. It's, it's the any that, that seems to doubt. That's true. I think that's, that's probably it. Cause like, cause like, TI and FI at some point want to come to a judgment or conclusion, but ME wants to keep things open. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like um, with any DOMs, like ENFPs and ENCPs, they're the most doubting. Like they are so annoyingly doubting that yeah. ev everything they will throw <laughs> doubt into. And yeah. But with like INTPs and INFPs, when they doubt, it's for their DI reason, for their JI reason, for their TI and FI. So right. With, with the INTP and the INFP, there's more purposeful doubting. Right. Yeah. Like, I, sometimes I do get annoyed with EMPs because they tend to doubt things almost just because they find it fun. And so sometimes I'm like, I'm done with the doubting. Can we just get to a point? Yeah. It's like, you were okay with this yesterday. And now right. you're doubting it. I'm like, right. I it. it's, it's confusing sometimes. So do you mean like their tendency to play devil's advocate, like that sort of thing? Yeah, I guess so. Or just like, I guess, constantly questioning everything. Just It's like looking yeah. at something and going like, well, it also could be this, and it could be this, and it could be this, and they can't turn it off. So it's yeah. like this. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know. I I just get frustrated that they can't, they can't stay on the topic for very long. Right, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> I, to, to me, like, watching a lot of ENTPs, it's like, you're, you're just an INTP with extreme ADHD. I don't know right. how else to write. It's, a, it's true. But. It's it, it can get frustrating. Because, like, sometimes, like, I want to, like, you know, SI in detail a certain topic if I'm really interested in it. And they're like, eh, no. And I'm like, wait, but I didn't finish analyzing this one part that I found really interesting. And they're like, next subject. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, I don't know. Most most people don't try to wring as much uh, juice out of out of every every little conversation and experience um, that they have. Mm. Uh, and I think part of the reason we have to do that is because um, we're se blind. That's true. I'm not. I'm we not. We have very such blind. few experiences of actually <laughs> getting out and engaged with stuff that. So the ones true. that we do have, we have to just squeeze all of the meaning out of it. 
That's so true. Yeah. I, I, this is why I find like a, a sort of um, like bond with other INTPs or just INPs in general, because I feel like they understand that <laughs> more than more than really anybody. And then we'll we'll even do that, you know, the JISI loop or whatever. Oh my gosh. Or we will just um, basically. I mean, I guess you can call it a loop that you get into, but it's really just the process of just going back over the experiences that you've already had, seeing if you can wring any more juice out of them. I mean, that's oh, really what it comes down to. Oh, um, man, yes. Rather than just getting new ones. <laughs> <laughs> and for the INFPs, like, reinforcing their ideals and that they go deeper and deeper into their idealized reality. Well, that's right. the problem. The more you do that, the more attached you get to what you already know. Yeah, that's it's a it's a danger. It really yeah. is, um, and it's it's so hard to like, you know, kind of um, you get lost in the caverns, as I you know, as I like to say, um, and then you know you don't you, you lose your way and you can't find the the light or don't know where to go to come up for air, which would be any. So um, yeah, it's 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 very very dangerous, slippery slope. Well, I, I guess I think really when you get down to it, though. It's like inside that cavern, you you essentially know everything, right? Because you've gone over everything that you know a million and one times, and you yeah. can't learn anything else from it. So you must know everything there is to know, right? Uh, right? But you'd never even seem to consider that there's actually just more stuff that you don't have yet. It's like right. It's the it's a curse. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mental condition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like going over the precise details so much that you forget to go out. So guys, take your INPs out for fresh air. Give them a new experience. Yeah, very Let important. them live life. Teach them YOLO, but not YOLO, safe YOLO. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if INFPs feel this way, but I, sometimes I think INTPs can, can feel like kind of following from that process that we've kind of seen it all, that it's like, there's nothing that you could show me in the world now that would shock me or surprise me or, or, or get me thinking in a way that I've never thought before. I, I get yeah. that feeling a lot of the time. Um, and I don't yeah. know if it's necessarily warranted, but. No, I, I think I, I was actually talking about this with a, a friend the other day. Um, I think for us, sign of peace, it's like people's behavior. There probably isn't like, behavior that is not shocking to us but it seems like for we were talking it seems like for like high fe users like they're surprised at certain like human behaviors and it's like mm, we've seen it all essentially like i i think just because like infps have so this whole si like so investigated every single detail of ourselves that like and then we compare our experience to like the other human like other human experiences and we see these common patterns so that's why like when like humans act a certain way we're usually not surprised well it's interesting that you framed that it as um with human behaviors ex explicitly um i was thinking human behavior was one thing among many um that i was thinking of when i was saying that right know? I, I know that you meant yeah, a wider right. range of experiences. But, uh, but I I was well. It's like, true. No, it's true that the I think both feeling functions are going to be focused on the the interpersonal element. Right. And and by the way, I I think FI is uh, 
it's a lot better at, at tracking how people really are across time. Yeah, um, it's it's more it's it's like much more knowledgeable about people, I guess. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, fe fe like te is is really just all about efficacy. Yeah, it's a, right. what is the right thing to say to this person right now? Right, right, right. It, it's yep. It's it's the the breadth, not depth, kind of thing. I mean, it's a little simplistic, but yeah. Yeah, um, AJ Drenth, he, he has imagery for the functions and he calls FI a dormant volcano and then mm. he calls FE a radiant sun. And so like because like FE is focused on the utility of like social behavior and how to like utilize social behavior to, to enhance your bonds with other people, um, like it's more about the dynamics between people sometimes. And while FI is is trying to like r- relate to the humanness inside themselves uh, in, in other people. So it's more of this in-depth uh, searching within themselves to find and sim- simulate a- another person's experience. So FI has this like maybe deeper type of feeling. Well, I mean, what I love it, what I love about it is that one begets the other. Um, mm-hmm. When you when you leave with FE, for example, and you're FI ignoring, the reason you're FI ignoring is because by employing FE well enough, you still end up developing deep relationships with people and then kind of getting getting that FI knowledge about them or that FI connection to them, you know what I'm saying? Or like if you're an FI lead, you're ignoring FE, but you're by paying such close attention to people's needs and, and values and, and the real person, like, within them and in all of its facets if they appreciate that right then that that is a suitable replacement for good fe right as mm. far as your social standing totally i you totally know? agree because like like i'm very very bad at social dynamics like i you know i'm not like i can't see social dynamics really at all but like i think what has helped me is knowing like myself so well that I can see like those behaviors reflect in other people. And then that's how I can like more individually understand how people are. But yeah, like, um, so that, 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 that makes up for the fact that like, I really cannot see social hierarchies or social dynamics. I'm very, um, kind of blind, definitely blind in that, in that area. I mean, I mean, I guess to put it really simply, the, the FI doms are, are usually like, well, I, I'm actually pretty socially awkward, but at least if I'm really yeah. nice, it's some people people can't hate me. It's it's, it's true. Yeah. I've 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 had people literally say to me like, "You're so awkward. You're so so yeah. like you're being socially awkward right now." I'm like, "Thanks." <laughs> you know, it's just INFPs are usually just like almost almost disgustingly nice sometimes to me. We are no. Yeah. I've I've yeah. always I've had the nice guy moniker pretty yeah. much my whole life. <laughs> so, but it's um sometimes it almost seems like a defense mechanism. Uh, like when I when I see mm-hmm. my aunt doing it, but uh, she's she's a hell of an INFP. <laughs> disarming. We're we're. Well, it's just kind of this thing where it's like I'm gonna smile, uh, like letting you know that there's something I could say right now that I'm not oh. going to say. You know, that, that kind of thing. Oh, like, I've had. Know. I've had those many times. Yeah. 
<laughs> just not like, gonna say it and just smile and, and, and nobody could ever think that I'm anything other than just perfectly nice and, and oblivious, right? I, I think I think part of that is because like we know when we flip into ESTJ mode, like we because of all like the personal stuff that we know about people because um, people tend to open up to us and just also we understand people on a very deep level. We know that our, like, if we flip into ESTJ mode, our TE will just like, uh, like eviscerate somebody. So we, so we just like, yeah, we just smile. Guess, like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I guess we have a similar uh, fear of, I guess, jumping into ESFJ mode. Right. On the flip side. Right. We feel like yeah, we won't be able to control it if we let it out of out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So I've, speaking of ESTJ and ESFJ mode, what are both of yours experiences with um, your your inferior function? So your TE and your FE, your ESTJ and ESFJ mode. How is it different, and how does it similar? I'm trying to think of a good example of like my like Effie gone wrong. I think I just tend to like, yeah, I do make just really cutting remarks to people. I, or, or, or like shame them when, when I feel like they really, really deserve it. I just, just completely, this person needs to be taken down several notches in front <laughs> of everybody. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. That's, um, um I think I think for me it's definitely the I get so frustrated that like I will either like if it's with a person I will either like like tear into them and just like say everything that I'm feeling like I think you're stupid I think you know you're you're you know you're a coward you're this you're that and I'll just say how I really feel um, or I'll just be like overly, um, I guess I'll be overly concerned with, uh, um, like, that I'm being logical. Um, so, um, and then, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, pretty much those two things, I think, overly concerned oh. with being logical. And then, like, think people are, like, being super duper honest, tearing into people, or, like, trying to control a certain situation. No, for me, I guess an example, it would be like, I remember somebody like made some, what I thought was like a really just kind of pointless critique of, of my behavior at the time um, or, or some quality of mine. And I was just like, oh, sorry, I'm not perfect like you are, like that kind of shit. Like I won't call people names or <laughs> it'll be like some passive aggressive or fighting thing like that. Yeah, which is very effy. Yeah, yeah where it's like right. my T is like very, very direct, um, and so <laughs> it's very, it's very cutting. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's scare. I even scare myself sometimes because I'm like, I don't normally like going there. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. So it seems like there's like this trend between the both of you in the sense that it's normally some other person that has like an opinion that's wrong or harmful. And you either like want to like tell them it straight up, like what is the truth or like what needs to be corrected um, or because it's like, okay, like with J.I., with T.I. and F.I., what they are is it's the 
critiquing consensus opinion. So it's this mm. th this part of them that doesn't automatically accept consensus, but has a desire to challenge it or like this ability to. I don't know how to. I don't know how to say it. It's like a, an opinion apart from consensus. Right. So like it seems like there's that in common with what you both were talking about. Um, and so my question for you guys is, what are other differences that you notice between you two? I guess I, for example, I have like way more any expression than most INTPs do. So like I, I like to just crack jokes and shit all the time. Hmm. If, I'm, if I'm bored and not doing anything else, I'm cracking jokes. It's like- hmm. Yeah, that sounds um, more ENTP. Yeah. Definitely. But that's, I don't know. I just, I really, I, I get, even as a TI Dom, I get bored of TI, I guess. <laughs> I, like, I'm really more interested in FI at the moment. <laughs> I, you know. I, I think um, some of the differences that I've noticed, um, and I think, um, and I, I was watching the INTP panel, and I think, and Spacey, I think you mentioned this, but. I, I want to say like the biggest difference is well, there's a couple, but I think one of them is the whole rationalization thing. Um, like there seems to be um, like, I feel like T INTPs have to rationalize their behavior about like what they're doing. Um, and it's like post hoc. Um, whereas like, I don't feel a need to rationalize my behavior. Um, if I want like, and especially if it's, like, understanding something. So I've noticed that INTPs, like, they have to, ex they feel a need to, like, explain themselves. Um, whereas, like, I will explain myself. But, it, okay, so it's almost like the INT, I feel like INTPs, they explain themselves not, like, it's, it's like, to con it's, like, both to explain themselves to somebody else, but also to try and convince themselves that what they're doing is rational. Yeah. Whereas, like, for me, like, I will explain myself, but only so somebody understands. I think, Joyce, you've mentioned your ENFP friend is like this, like, you have to understand. And so, like, that's, I very much resonate with that. Like, I will explain something so somebody understands, but not because, like, I want to, like, like, have a dialogue with somebody for them to, like, rationalize my behavior. It's just, like, I need you to understand this, the end. <laughs> um, that's pretty on point. I mean, I will, I will rationalize myself to other people. Uh, I mean, mostly just to avoid critique. It's like, okay, mm. is this person probably going to critique me because they feel like uh, that in my uh, in my intentions were were immoral or something like that? So you know, now I have to intercept uh, and and right try to manage their perceptions as, as bad as I might be at doing it. Mm. Um, okay, that's yeah, kind of what it comes down to. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Could that also be like the inferior FE too? So it's like yeah. wants to manage social its social image or like how people would view you. So it's like explaining it so then you wouldn't be have your reputation well, destroyed or it's it's like it's a very defensive uh, um, manifestation of FE, I would say. Yeah. Like like the thing I was talking about earlier. Um, how, how I'll make like remarks to people like that. It's basically, it's like the only time where it, it, it occurs to me to consider those things, right? Is if somebody decides that they're going to 
come at me and basically say you're you're hurting the tribe right you are you're being bad so so now i have to be like well okay well why don't you look at yourself in the fucking mirror first right before right before you come at me telling me that i'm hurting the tribe right so then i'll get really upset when people start accusing me of being like immoral or mean or or that kind of thing um when really inside i feel very altruistic and and i like people a lot in general mm -hmm. uh, and to try to do the right thing almost to the point where i drive myself absolutely nuts um, so it's like when people accuse me of that it's like really serious right right I, I i think that's a good way of putting it there's a maybe an fe defensiveness where i think i, I don't want to say always because like you know fi or infps do care but um but i think we probably care less about how somebody perceives us um maybe than than uh, an intp would well it's really it's about how we perceive ourselves the, the problem is is we it's we can't continue to justify perceiving ourselves as good people if everyone around us is saying that we're mm, bad. That's the okay. problem. Oh, uh, okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah, right. because like we have, like, as an INFP, I think I and other INFPs have a more sure identity, like, right. or confidence in our identity and who we are, because it is, we view our identity as separate from other people, um, not always in relation to other people, so, or how other people. Like our our identity is not formed based on how other people see us, so I think that's probably the difference. Yeah, and you know, there's some things you know, the very few things that we actually feel completely certain about deep down that that I won't budge on, and I know that I'm right. Um, but you know, obviously, there's very few things like that where I feel like I know that I'm right. Um, right. And so I would say that in that sense, we're not. We're not quite as bad as like an ENTP would be um, with third slot FB, where they literally almost seem to have absolutely no concept of whether they're doing right or wrong without a feedback from other people. Right, right. So, you know, I think that's how that kind of gets expressed. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. That is such a good point. Like the, the feedback to inform who you are is like super fe yeah so like when people criticize you for not being caring enough or like it hits you harder as an intp because mm -hmm. you're not certain in that and that you trust like there's a certain like i don't know why but people who have fe it's almost like the feedback that someone has about who you are is such a it feels so big in your mind and you can't help it like because you're because you don't like you 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 aren't the one i don't know how to explain it but you hit the marker on the head spacey that it's it's almost like people who have fe look at the collective to kind of like gauge their worth and so it can be hard hitting when they accuse you of not being caring because it's almost like you believe them because your natural instinct is to actually like put some weight into that and so you the TI user has to be on a defensive stance because it's like, whoa, it, it'll get to me if if I if I am not defensive. Because, right. yeah. Totally. Well, and it, it's weird because we, as INTPs at least, we're actually frequently engaged in very heavy, complicated uh, moral and ethical analysis of things, which a lot of people might not a lot of times like morals and ethics gets associated with fi but i feel like it 
in, in, in at least one way, we, we are heavily analyzing things from an, from an ethical perspective to make sure that things that what we're doing is like morally right and, and isn't hurting people. Right. I think, yeah, maybe, maybe TI is a little bit more detached in that analysis. Like, whereas FI, like myself, might be more inclined to insert myself as an individual within that, like, ethical analysis. That's so true. Um, Spacey called his TI a disinterested calculus. <laughs> so I think well, that's that, something... I ripped that from Eric, actually. He, he, has, he has good names for things. Yeah, and I feel like maybe FI wouldn't relate to that, because, like, would you relate to being called, like, your dominant process being called disinterested, Christian? No. Um, I mean, like, it, like, it's hard for me to do something, like, without having myself, like, acknowledged in that process. Um, like, without m me being in the center of that analysis. So, um, especially if it's, like, it, it, it depends, of course, like, um, if it's about, like, values and ethics that are personal to me, like, I can't do that detached. I have to see where I fit in with that, within that, um, within that ethical or, um, value paradigm. Um, if it's something that like, I don't know, like I'm really interested in setting comparative politics, like I can do that in a dispassionate way. Um, but, uh, um, but when it comes to other like stuff like that, that's important to FI, like, I, I can't remove myself from that. It's too, it's too difficult. I, don't, I sometimes, sometimes I don't even know, I don't even know how to conceptualize how I would remove myself from that because like, like, I think F, FI actually, I think sometimes I, I myself get frustrated because I like sometimes some INTPs, not all, but some INTPs act like they are totally dispassionate in their analysis and they have no bias. And it's like, no, like, like we're humans and we like bias is going to creep in. And so like, I get, I get frustrated with that sometimes. Um, not all INTPs, like maybe more, the more unhealthy ones, but, but that's why I'm like, I don't, sometimes it's even hard for me to conceptualize how I could be dispassionate in something like that. I mean, I think there's a continuum more or less, but I don't think you can be completely removed from that. So, yeah. That's, that's exactly it. The thing is, is that INTPs, as much as any human being can be, are, are built from the ground up to be unbiased. However, as human beings, we're definitely still biased all the time. And, and some people just, I think, really internalize that INTP archetype right. and think that, that that's what they really are. Interesting. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with both of your points. Um, and so, Christian, I have a qu or to both of you, if you want to answer this too. Um, so, if TI is disinterested calculus, then what would be the parallel for FI? It would be, I don't know, personalized analysis, um, subjective um, meaning discovery, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I would say personal would, would probably be the opposite of that, but I. Auburn um, over at Cognitive Type, he, he used um, biotic and abiotic hmm. to describe them, which I thought was a very interesting uh, dynamic to consider. Say more. <laughs> kind of like, um, like he, he seems to perceive FI as being like more of a, 
more almost grounded in your in your animal biology and in like your limbic system. Hmm. Um, whereas whereas TI is not. It's 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 not as attached to your your bodily impulses, I guess. I could see that because like because FI is like you know described as being like intimately familiar with the subject's needs and wants and desires. Well, I think it's a it's a factor of. FI actually making use of the emotional register in the limbic system to analyze things. Right. So it has to have that connection, which which can be a blessing and a curse. Yes, there's yeah. <laughs> there's definitely some downsides right. to that. Um, but um, I it definitely seems like the, a, a huge difference is that TI DOMs definitely we want to withdraw, or at least INTPs do. We want to withdraw in spirit from pretty much everything. Mm. And it seems like FI does not give you that impulse to withdraw. Yeah, it it really uh, it it sort of depends, I guess. Um, like we have this like I think especially INFPs, I think we have this like push pull, and especially like if you um, if you factor in like Enneagram, like uh, if you're um, if you're a four, like I am like there is a push pull um where it's like you have like this like in like this deep desire for like a human connection with somebody um but the emotions are so powerful and overwhelming that like it's like you when you get that intimate with somebody um and it could be anybody like you start to like kind of absorb their stuff right, too. You're, you're permeable. Yes. There, there's, there's a great website. Um, I can't remember. And, and they described FI as this permeable membrane. And right. I, I like, I so like it blew my mind hole open. I was like, this is exactly how FI feels. Cause like it does feel that way. Like, and, and so we, th that's why there's this attraction repulsion, you know? So like we, we, we attract, you know, you know, good vibes when there's a, you know, the strong connection with somebody, but when, but because it's so permeable, we're also attracting other people's like negative stuff too. So then there's like this repulsion to want to like expel all that negative stuff out of our, out of our spirit or our being. And so this is where we have to go into withdrawing mode and in order to like recover because the, the, the feeling is sometimes so intense. It's very visceral and it's happened to me quite a bit. Um, so yeah, there's this, it's it's really difficult sometimes. It's push pull. You may have actually found Auburn's website because he described it that way. And I think part of the article. Yeah, I think um, I, th I think it's like cognitive. Yeah, cognitivehype.com. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. No, I I love his website and yeah. and just the, great description. It's so good, and yeah. I I I just so resonated with with that. Like it just something clicked when he said that FI was permeable. This like this permeable membrane was no, like, yes. That's a good way to visualize it, I think. TI is more of like a hard barrier that every now and then will be like, oh, okay, you can get in. Right. And then it's right. closed again. And then you're like a permeable membrane kind of all the time. Yep. And it seems like, I guess, at core, you don't want to withdraw, but then you kind of develop this fear of, of pain, like it's sticking your hand in a fire or something. Yes, yes. And then you, you want to retract. Yeah. And, and there's also like a fear of like, like losing yourself that like, like the, that the feeling other people's feelings get mixed up in your own and you like, don't want that. Right. Um, 
because you still want to preserve yourself. Um, so then that's also why I think there's this repulsion as well. That's funny because I, I kind of have this opposite feeling of having no self. There's no, <laughs> right? What what self? Why would I, why does that matter? Right? <laughs> exactly. What and is I'm like, I'm like, look at these pitiful people clinging to their egos, you know. <laughs> Uh, right. exactly. I know. It's not really like that, but I know. I get what you mean. Um, yeah, I don't know. We, I, I like I said all the time. I'm, I'm really big about not allowing myself to get emotionally attached to anything that is not a, a living organism. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's that's how we operate. That's how you do. That's what disinterested calculus is. It's. This is an idea, right? It's not a person. I don't have to get emotionally attached to it. Yeah. Right? That's And that's the problem. I was just talking with an ENTP friend of mine the other day. He's like, you INFPs really get, like, very, like, attached to certain ideas. I'm like, yes, we do, unfortunately. Um, and because it's like, it's like, because we... May, I, I think maybe it's because like we put in the time to generate that idea, so it definitely feels like from us. And again, because like we don't know how to remove ourselves from the center of that like analysis or that like idea generation, like we can't remove the eye or it's very difficult to, then like that's why like it feels so personal to us, like our ideas. Um, and so when they're attacked, like we really take it personally. Well, I think again it's it's an important part of an INFP's function to care so much about their ideas. Yeah, I guess. Because, no, <laughs> if they didn't, no, if they didn't, they would probably literally never, ever get implemented. And every yeah. now and then, obviously, you guys have a really, really good idea um, that needs to be implemented. Yeah. Like we do. Um, yeah. It's true. It, it seems like INFPs throughout history are frequently like uh, political revolutionaries, uh, stuff along those lines. Um, yeah, um, making big sweeping changes every every now and then. Um, yeah, like um, uh, one comes to mind. Apparently, he's an INFP, Jean Jacques Rousseau. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of social contract theory, um, or at least one version of it comes comes from from his philosophy. A lot of revolutionaries have used his ideas. So it's a uh, yeah. When we get around to it, of course, when we get around to RTE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the FITE axis is known as goals and dreams. So mm. at, at, in a certain level, like FI has to be passionate about the self and the self causes because it's like a dream for the TE goals to aim for. So right. that's how like, the yeah. axis works. And I guess another comparison you guys can make between like T TI and FI is that like FI is passionate <laughs> about the self, T TI is indifferent to the self. And this is because like FI is passionate about what the FI is passionate about. And like the TI is, it wants to get out as much bias as it can from its logic. So there's an indifference to everything, even itself while it's coming up with its rationalization. Values, values can come after, but it's like when it's logically forming something, it is like, you know, what Spacey said, with withdrawing from the spirit of things so you can mm -hmm. get to the most logical axiom or universal axiom right for me that even makes it hard to figure out simple things like, well, like what what do i like yeah uh, it, go, uh, I, it's it's so interesting because like one of my 
one of my good friends is an INTP and like he struggles with this constantly. Like he's like, I don't know like what the limits are of like what my needs are and then what I should be doing um, or like what I can't handle. Like kind of like, I don't know where like, like the limits are of what I can do. Um, and then what I'm just like, I'm being a baby about, for example, like, and so like, am I not doing this thing because I, I literally like physically can't do it or because I'm just being a big baby. And it, it's just like, and, and I, I, I find that so like difficult to conceive and also frustrating as his friend, because he is very, very like, he has a very difficult time setting boundaries. Um, and like, I, I've noticed this with the INTPs is that like, sometimes they, they tend to push themselves past what is maybe healthy and then they end up suffering for it. Um, and so, and, and it's just like, I try to say like, no, like if you like, but what about what you need? And then it's like, you know, like, what about your needs? Like, aren't those important? And then there, there's this kind of like, sort of like repulsion, like what, like my needs, like I'm detached from that stuff. Like I have to think about it in a dispassionate way. And I'm like, no, but like, how can you do anything if you don't take your needs into consideration? And it's like, but why? And I just like, it's so, this is where like, I think like FI and TI, like, or and at least INFPs and INTPs can get tripped up, especially like maybe in friendships, like, cause it's just, it's just something that's so foreign to each person. Um, yeah. No, I can totally relate to that. It's, I guess for us, like, it, it kind of, it kind of takes you to that, um, that, that rights versus responsibilities uh, oh, dynamic where it's so like frustrating yeah like for us for us it's like it's it's kind of responsibilities it's like okay what are all the things that i feel like i absolutely have to get done um and i have to do them and it doesn't matter if i actually have to do all these things that's that's the way that i feel because i'm basically worried that other people again are going to judge me and say that i'm being lazy or i'm not contributing enough right to the tribe or or that, that kind of thing and I, yeah. I have to stave that off. I have to work hard enough so that nobody can ever accuse me of being late. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's it's the ob the obligation thing. This like right. I've noticed that like INTPs like as their top principle, like maybe more than freedom and individuality, it's like obligation. And I just like just do not understand that concept. No, we can't we cannot be indebted to people. That's just, what it is. We I just can't. can't. <laughs> we can't owe people anything or, or uh. be, in the, we can't be in the red. It drives me so, insane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would argue that the obligation component might be linked a bit to FE too. Yeah. It's like, okay, FE has a bit of social obligation. It's like your social duty or like that, like, cause it knows what it needs to maintain the relationships around you. And so sometimes it can view these things as like obligations too. Um, they might not say it like that way, but from talking to some FE users, they, they tend to see it that way. Um, so it could be a bit from that too. Yeah. And, and I think that like, kind of like tying this a little bit back to our earlier discussion about philosophers, like, I think this is the different, this reminds me of the difference between Kant's categorical imperatives and Kierkegaard's philosophy. So like Kant is like, you know, there are these certain like categorical, like principles or obligations that one must do regardless of how they personally feel about it. Yeah, um, the eye down, shit. yeah. Yeah. Where, but you know, like if it just so happens that it's in alignment with your personal values, all the better. But Kierkegaard is like, no, because like, 
and, and he, he does argue against Kant and his categorical imperatives. And, and he, because it's focused, you know, he's focused on the subject and, and individual authenticity. Um, that is that sort of kind of categorical imperative or obligation is antithetical to like being authentically yourself. So um, I, I think that kind of nicely illustrates the difference. It does actually. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about um, like kind of first and eighth slot TI, oh. FI. Yeah. Um, because I guess, I guess first of all, what needs to be said is that um, like INTPs, for example, actually have much better um, FI development than you might think that we do and vice versa for INFPs with TI. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I've, um, so, um, I've actually been really impressed, um, because I think there is some shading or overlapping between principles and values. So, um, and, and I think the process by which we respectively come to our values or principles is a similar logical process, um, except like TI is more dispassionate, but like, but, uh, I've, I've, read and I actually have I think the personal experience of like the process of how you like get to your to your values seems very TI to me, at least for like INFPs. Um so and and also another interesting thing I've noticed is that Dario Nardi has a personality test and if you take it it shows like the percentages of um cognitive functions that you use and it does all eight. And it's so interesting because like a lot of INFPs that I know um, who have taken his test have gotten a higher um, percentage of TI than uh, TE, but are yeah. still typed as INFPs. I don't know if it's just because of the how he words or like how he words the questions that have to deal with TI, and it sounds so similar to FI that like you know INFPs answer that way. But like, but it, I do find that interesting, and I think I've seen that also with INTPs in the reverse, well, they'll, they'll get a higher percentage of FI than they do FE. Yeah, I'll see that with basically any type. Their, uh, their eighth function will probably score higher than their fourth. Yeah. Um, um, and I, I don't know, I guess that's just a factor of like here, for example, just being really good at introverted judging in general. Right. I guess. Um, I don't know if that's a thing. But um, I'll say the the way that the role functions kind of manifest makes it is what I think makes it really easy to confuse our two types. Mm. Um, so you right. can see a lot of INFPs where it's like 95% of the time they're talking, you could almost confuse it for TI because right. they're very articulate and they sound very knowledgeable about what they're saying and that kind of thing. Um, right, right. So to totally, especially male INFPs. They'll yeah, confuse for INTPs left and right. Yeah, like like it's interesting. I I, I definitely um, I think that's why I connect so much with INTPs is because we tend to have like I mean like I, I definitely like all the emotional artsy fartsy stuff, um, the creative stuff, art and architecture, but like a lot of the things that like I'm more interested in are definitely topics that are um, that um, INTPs also tend to be interested in. So like I definitely. Like, for example, like I, you know, I want to study in, um, in grad school, I'd like to study um, political institutions in other countries. And there's definitely kind of a, you know, like an, there's an abstract quality to it. There's, there's an a, a sort of like a, a TI 
um, aspect of of institutional theory building. Um, and that stuff is like really fascinating to me. And I, I think that's actually why I wanted to go into academia because I was also considering going to policy, but policy is more like TE. So it's taking like the theory and it's like applying it in the real world. Like how do we take these like theoretical concepts that we get from academia and we apply it to specific like real world policies. And that didn't seem very interesting to me. I like, I like the theory building of, of just kind of getting into the abstract. Um, so I think that could probably make me look more INTP, but, um, but I definitely am an INFP. Well, no, and I see I see INFPs frequently engaged in uh, in, in uh, theory crafting, you could say, mm-hmm. uh, and so I I don't I don't know I don't know how I can say that TI is really any more theoretical than FI is. I guess you could say if you wanted to make finer distinctions that FI is maybe a little more uh, fantastical. Yeah, than I would I would I would. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I honestly like um, TI and FI DOM, especially like, and just they're so similar. Like, I, I just I, I feel like I said, like I feel sort of like a, a fraternity with with INTPs. Um, I, like I'm more emotional than them, but like in in certain respects. But like we just I think on, even just existentially, I think we just really get each other on a very deep level of just like what it feels like to move awkwardly through this world and, and just kind of not feeling fit in. I think, I think that's why we're sort of like there, we're sort of simpatico with each other because like we feel like misfits and like our, (laughs) the things that we like are just so impractical. Like they just are not like this, world just does not seem fit for like the kinds of things that we're interested or passionate about. And so I think we kind of like, um, we bond in like this kind of suffering. <laughs> like, oh, sure. We, you know, we commiserate over our mutual depression. All absolutely. The time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's why I, I enjoy having INTPs in my life. Yeah. I like INFPs. Uh, I, I think, I think my my one friend is actually an INFP, but um, he he loves he's really into stocks though day trading. He really he really flexes his TE. But I, I wow, think he's <laughs> um, uh, and I guess I want to say um, INTPs with role FI. I guess it's probably normally harder to confuse one of us for an INFP than the other way around. Yeah. Uh, however, when we I think when we get to a point where we are actually fully contemplating other people's uh, unique perspectives and how how someone might have possibly arrived at that perspective, you know what you know what happened in their life, you know what was their what was their home life like, all, all these things, you know, how does someone arrive at thinking this way? Right. And and over time, I think we can start to actually be really really good at just hearing people out and not actually bothering to correct them or anything and just kind of, oh, that's interesting, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of where FI comes in for us a little bit, and I think we both have something to prove with our role functions, basically. INFPs have to prove that they can actually, the the way that they feel um, bears out logically in a way that you can explain to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, and so that's why, that's why they 
they appear the way that they do. That's why they get so good at articulating themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, and I think Joyce has mentioned this too. Like, we are. I think we are so sensitive to like um, being misunderstood and and saying that like our feelings are val- invalid or like they're not logical, or whatever. That we feel like we have to put in like like. 20 times more effort just to like learn how to articulate and like make it make some sort of logical sense. So there's absolutely some, like there's an incentive to like, to prove, prove that. And, um, um, but kind of going what you're saying a little bit earlier, like I, I really, um, one of the things I really like about like my INTP friend is that like, um, that I think that he does have a really great understanding of like, because I've, I've, open myself up um, that he has a good understanding of me and where I come from. And so he can, he's just really good with just like kind of sitting with me and not like correcting me or saying this is wrong or, or, um, or trying to like Effie make me feel better. Like, Oh, you know, it's okay. Things will get better. But like, he's just really good. And I, I think INTPs are just in general good at just like kind of like, I think both of you, like both INTPs and INTPs, like I think can make good friendships because I think they're both good at like just sitting with that person in that moment and just allowing them to be. Yeah, I can actually, I can think of a lot of times where I basically played therapist with my friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sitting in the car. That's, yeah. But like, like- well, it's, we're both types that really just want to understand. That's yes. Like, that. I love that. Like, it's so true. Like, it's so funny. Just, and again, another reason why I connect so well with INTPs, it's like at the core of us, like we just, we just really want to understand things. Like we just want to be like knowledgeable about whatever it is, you know? Well, and you know, when you get to a point where it's like, for me, or I think any INTP has to kind of get to this point where it's like, well, it may not seem logical, but I guess it's true. Right. Right. I'm not going to try to explain this, um, and it's and that's part of the the FI integration process. I think where I think it's when we realize that um, FI data that we would frequently ignore, um, we we realize that even if it is completely irrational, right, and makes no sense to us, it is still data that has to be collected and analyzed and worked into our existing models in order for us to understand what is going on including all the irrational stuff that happens or whatever. It, yes. It has to be part of your, your TI model. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, it reminds me of the saying, like, um, feelings are not facts, but they are, they, they can be data. They are yeah, data. Exactly. So like, yeah. So like learning about that distinction. And I think like for INFPs, like just, I kind of like recognizing that too, like um and trying to like implement some sort of like ti structure on on our feelings um that they're not necessarily true um but they are good data and that's okay and then like it just helps um but as long as we can like use that the the ti framework to construct the um the logic of our of our feelings then i think that that's how like infps can integrate our, our ti That's interesting. And I think, um, 
at, at the end of the day, you end up, that ends up tying into your fourth function too, because mm. when I am trying to explain things to people, now I have things like, uh, like six slot NI and eight slot FI kicking in to do things like considering this person's current emotional state and what they currently believe. Um, uh, I, I learn how to say just the right things to people in just the right ways, uh, considering a variety of factors, and also at just the right time, when they're feeling just the right way. Right. So you have just the, the, the maximal impact so that they're actually listening to you. Right, right. And that's one of the things that I actually need FI for, to actually have good FE, so that I know how to speak to people. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, you know, you could say the same thing for INFPs and, like, just making sure that, like, for TE, like, the data that we are using, like, logically makes sense. And so that way, when you execute it in the real world, that it, it'll it'll work out. Well, I think, I think really for you, it's, it's making sure that you actually understand it. Yeah, I think a lot right. of you can go from FI to TE without actually fully understanding what's going on. That's true. That's very true. Because it's like, because like TE wants to be efficient. So it just takes in the data really quickly and then like makes a quick FI judgment. And then so like the, the TE could be used to like kind of break things down and really analyze that stuff um, or, or analyze what it is that you're looking at. Um, and, and I think that's how that could be useful. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. And I think. I have to sometimes prove to people myself that, um, like, if I'm talking to a sensitive INFP, for example, um, you know, probably a lot more sensitive than you are, um, sometimes I have to be really careful to make sure that using my role FI, right, that it's very clear that, okay, I understand um, your perspective on things, you know, I've, I've considered all these perspectives, and, and even so, as even though it might sound a little harsh and it might sound a little cold, I'm still right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that. I appreciate that. Cause like some, like if, if some INTPs who haven't like really integrated FI as much, um, they can just kind of question you without like prefacing it in that way. So it's just like, well, I don't get it. That doesn't make sense to me. That's not logical as opposed to like, like, I can see why you would think that, but like, do you really think that that makes sense to you? Like something yeah. like that, you know, where, it's where it's just like, let's hard. <laughs> it's the sort of thing where like people think that kind of, because I end up, um, kind of deciding on a, on a more TI-ish looking perspective, they think that I just ignored the FI perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really tried hard to consider it. Um, but I didn't think that it bore enough weight sort of. Yeah, you know, um, and that's that's a thing where obviously as a TI dom, you're usually going to decide that if if the two are clashing, that's that's really what it comes down to. You can use both very well, but at the end of the day, if if FI and TI conflict, that's where you're really going to see the difference between an INFP and an INTP. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you see that a lot in the context of political discussion all the time now. Um, oh, interesting. You see, like I. I'm wondering, because I don't know like too many other INFP's political views, but like what's funny is like I'm libertarian, which, or classical liberal, which is 
fairly like at least like the the um the philosophical part of libertarianism is very ti principle based so that's kind of actually how i practice my ti is like trying to go from like a a theory of the state of nature to like how do we, how do we get like rights <laughs> so so um so i can see though like what with some infps might be like of a more social justice bent type thing i mean yeah you'll you i think you see that side of the political spectrum is hugely populated by NFTs from, from what I can. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, to me, it's, it's actually whatever uh, political views the, the respective INTP and INFP have is almost um, uh, uh, irrelevant um, because it, as long as the two are having a political debate, I think you'll see how, how TI and FI can, can, can butt heads. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I mean to say. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you can even have an INSP conservative and and you know an INTP progressive or whatever. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I and I think it, especially with the um, um, because I think like um, INFPs will pull in like TE more, so they'll like more cite data as opposed to trying to like logically reason something. Well, right. Uh, so like that that that's something I've noticed. Like I'll be like, this study says this, you know. So like, therefore I'm right, you know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's got a study they can point to. That's right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, you believe it. There's a study that supports it. Uh, that's true. Absolutely. But I just I've definitely had conversations with like like INFPs, for example, who are like, uh, you know, they're in college and they're like self-styled socialists. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like. Uh, and I'll, I'll be trying to talk to them about it, and 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 they won't want to, they won't want to reason with me, like you said. What they'll say normally is, is something like, "Have you even read like Emma Goldman's book?" Right? <laughs> yes, citing and, a citing an authority. And I'll be like, I'll be like, "Well, have you?" Because you can't seem to explain right their thesis to me, right? So right, it's like. This, this is the problem where, like, when INFPs have not really, like, integrated the role function because, like, they don't know how to articulate, like, maybe as well an argument that they've read. So they, they have to use that, like, have you read this? Because they're hoping that, like, the other person has so they won't have to articulate it because they can't really yeah themselves. That's another thing I've noticed. I do not venerate uh, people just because they, like, just because you were in the 1800s oh. doesn't mean you get any respect from me. Like, oh, I have. You know? Yeah, that's a definite me thing. Like, I'll be like, this person has a PhD. I totally believe I you. I, I don't. Have, <laughs> no, like, I don't. I don't actually care about PhDs. I don't care. I literally, if I talk to you, I will be able to determine whether you know what you're talking about, and right, and whether I should respect you or not. And it and title race creed i just can't it doesn't matter it's right matter for me it in fact if you have some pompous title that you're waving around i'm i'm likely to start off with a negative bias right Um, right right i i I think see i think this like goes back to like what we have to prove because like the the title for us like like and and i i can speak from my own personal experience like I've felt like incompetent in my own knowledge, um, you know, because like I don't have, you know, because I have role TI. So like I, I felt incompetent 
in like my knowledge and how like to articulate my own arguments. And so then I, so then like that, um, it incentivizes me to like, like want to TE, um, like get some sort of credential to say like, Hey, I know what I'm talking about. It's like sort of like, it's the perfect mirror of how I don't know that I'm a good person. Right. Unless other people tell me. Oh, that's a great point. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Only the TE version. I got you. Yes, exactly. So it's just like we have to prove ourselves. It's like, say we have this PhD means we know we're talking about so we don't have to like actually explain what we're saying because we're afraid that if you if we do explain it, it'll open up for critique and then we'll think that like we're not as smart as we thought we were or something like that, you know? Yeah, it's true. We're the TI DOMs. We're like way more as long as as long as we know that we know it, it, it doesn't matter. Like we we don't I don't even care if I look like an idiot to people and I'm sure I do. Right. People, people see me in, in public and they have no idea that I am remotely intelligent. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's kind of hilarious. That's but so... I don't care because I know, you know, I know what I know. Um, right. That's, I, I, I like that. I don't have anything to prove about it. And uh, I've realized that there may actually be a lot of, like, like mistyped uh, ISFJs, for example, maybe that think they're INTPs who actually have mm. to TI and mm. they have a huge ego attachment to to not being wrong in front of people ever. Um, right. Whereas, I don't know, I guess I'm not quite so worried about making a fool out of myself exactly. As long as I'm learning and I come out knowing the truth, uh, I may have lost a lot of faith along the way, <laughs> uh, but, you know, at least I got somewhere. Yeah, I yeah, I I love that like parallel, like that really tracks nicely the identity you know, and the the competency for us INFPs. It's like totally makes sense. So that's good. So INTPs, we have to we have to let people know that we're nice because they can't tell. And, and we have to let people know that we're actually smart and we can be <laughs> logical. <laughs> We have to, it's funny, I ended up having to rely on like a lot of flowery language to like really demonstrate to people that I care. It's like, it's hard for me to like fake an expression on my face or something. So it's like, you know, I want you to know that I really deeply appreciate, you know, like, yeah. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the insights have been plentiful and have been wonderful so thank you guys <laughs> and i think that you know wraps up this um this wonderful talk that we're having and so <laughs> thank you um spacey and christian for coming out and discussing the differences between intp and infp i really feel like um we've got to the depths of this topic and you guys are so knowledgeable insightful um competent and and great good people <laughs> and it was great to have you guys on uh if you guys don't already know spacey has his own youtube channel that i'll link below and i'll link christian's twitter account below as well and these guys are just wonderful um they're like solid people solid samaritans of the human species um <laughs> And so, yeah, if you want to see more of their wonderful faces, you know, the, their fantastic souls, they're linked below. And so thank you um, for coming on and being so wise about your own self. 
and you know your your ability to look into your own process has enriched all of the audience members so like thank you for just having your wonderful abilities of articulating your process because it's benefiting people and you're really making a difference <laughs> so, yeah i think this was a good one yeah it was the particular combination of types or the particular combination of people but i i think it was both like i like honestly like i i really i really enjoy this and like i i i think it also could be the people too because like when when i was watching um the intp panel like i was like spacey seems cool i feel like i could get a, i could get along with him <laughs> try to be cool anyway honestly when i was like 19 or whatever i was not cool <laughs> yeah, I, i've come a long way i i i i think i just i, I really like the stuff that like you said, I think you're just very insightful. So, yeah, I think. Well, let's we try to offer insights. And I, I think that might actually be a, a demonstrative and I think too. Um, that's what we're here for. We yeah. The thinking and then give you a nice packaged insight just for you. You don't have to do <laughs> any of that thinking. All I have to do is give you this one line and you'll, you'll understand everything. Yeah. For, and for us, it's just, you know, about uh, the human experience, <laughs> an insight into the human experience packaged in an NI <laughs> insight. Yeah, and it must be Christmas because there's so many packaged insights in this video. So <laughs> thank you. Um, I really... <laughs> thank you, Joy. <laughs> yeah, I hope that you guys really enjoyed these, you know, two um, commendable and admirable human beings right here. Um, and I'll see you guys next week. So bye y'all. <laughs> bye. Thank you.